1: Hey, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Nuri Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys players. They play safety for the Silver and Blue, Danny McCray and Barry Church. All right, here we are on a Tuesday, and I can't remember, when's the last time all of us picked the Monday Night Football game correctly? Because last night it happened. We all had Baltimore win. Baltimore won the game. It's been a minute.
2: Hey, it, it's been a long time, but that was a lot closer of a game than I thought. You know, I thought coming into that one, uh, Buff- or Baltimore was going to put it on Cleveland being their little brother and all. But, hey, man, Baker showed up. Baker and them boys showed up. And I tell you what, the best thing that ever happened to Baker might be the absence of OBJ. I don't know, man, but he's oh. good these past couple
3: weeks. I don't know. First <laughs> of all, look, Church, church did, did you did you pick a, a spread or, or points for that game? Or did you just say that, that uh, Baltimore was going to win? I just said Baltimore was gonna win, you know. I,
2: okay,
1: so, so you, like, yes. so, so, so so you taking half. A so you
3: taking half of? I, I said the, I said Baltimore was gonna win by six.
1: You did, but you didn't give a score. I was the only one that gave a score. But you, you said Baltimore, how much did they win by? by? Barry said nothing. Uh, you know what? They they, 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 they won by they won five. five. They won by five. I had um I had them winning 26-21 in a close game so I thought it would be- oh
3: so you got the five point okay Nui, I see you church and oh, last man. again look at, look at Newey look <laughs> at Nui.
1: out here.
3: I heard that slight <laughs> comment too but I'm gonna brush it to oh listen <laughs> I, I was really I was, I, I was really I, I really wanted to ask at the beginning of the show before we get into it because I'm looking at church's outfit right now and he looked cold up top he looked a little warm, warm with it. <laughs> he look a little warm with the shirt. I'm not sure if he got on pants or basketball shorts, but I'm trying to figure out. Wait, you up in Pittsburgh and down in Texas at the same time? Well, what we got oh, going no, on no, here no. with the outfit I, today? I,
2: I'm, I am in Texas, but I tell you what, man, I just got done with my boy McCray, aka Billy Blanks workout. Man. he didn't have it <laughs> earlier today. He just sent it to the to the group chat. So I ended up going into the garage and getting it in before the show. And that's why I'm a little, you know, it's cold in the garage, so I gotta keep the dome clean and uh, you know, the rest of the stuff is sweated out. So, you know, that that's where I'm at right now with the outfit, you know.
1: All right, all right, okay, all right, just, just checking, bro. My just boy, checking. Billy Blanks. <laughs> Billy <laughs> <laughs> when I lived in Sherman Oaks Billy Blanks' studio was right over there It was, off, it was on Ventura Boulevard Van Eyes and Ventura Billy's, Billy's uh, his, his studio was right there And I remember uh, we had a nice conversation And believe it or not um, Over there at training camp in Oxnard at the uh, Camarillo Outlet He was buying shoes And I ended, I ended up like hey Billy Blanks man Said I got that tape I can only do five minutes man I was sore I wore out He's like, it's okay. You just <laughs> keep on going. Like, nah, bro, not really. I was, I was, I was sitting there, brat, gas my five and this was the warm up, man. <laughs> so he, oh,
4: you, you make- laugh.
1: Exactly. You gotta make one of them fat folks tapes, man, where, where we ain't ready to get up here and go like you were like you in the class and everybody else there. So But nice guy, man. Really a nice guy, man. But that tape, well don't you know, make sure you've been exercising, do a little something. I mean that that tape ain't for no beginner. <laughs> oh, man. So when I'm watching the game against Cleveland in Baltimore last night, here's what comes into my head over and over again. What they could have had had they continued to take Miles Garrett number one from Arlington, which they did, and then instead of trading the pick, taking Deshaun Watson, how good could the Cleveland Browns be? Mm, they would be, be scary. Like they would be a s- scary team. That is a scary I, football team if they have to. The trade. Uh, you know, church, church. You know, I heard you say night and day, and
3: after watching the game last night and seeing that the Cleveland Browns. Or what, nine and four? I, I, you know, I, I don't. I don't really know how much better they could get on top of this year. Baker Mayfield has had some questionable games, but he's been playing better as the season has wore on. And I like the way that they're leaning on the running game versus having Baker Mayfield try to pass the ball the whole time. So I think. That Baker Mayfield being there allows them to run a scheme that fits for them in Cleveland. I, and, and if Deshaun Watson was there, I think they would be trying to do some things a little differently. So I'm not sure. I actually like the way Baker Mayfield has been playing recently. And if he keeps this up, and they keep on uh, depending on the run game, I think they got the right pick. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'll say this. If Deshaun Watson's there, Hugh Jackson may be there because they would have kept the jobs. But, uh, you know, everybody getting fired because they decided they were going to take Deshaun Kaiser in the second round and he couldn't play. And then they had Cody Kessler. I mean, it was just a mess of quarterbacks they threw out there. When you mess up the quarterback spot, you set yourself back for a minute, man. It it, it is bad, bad, bad. By the way, um, one reason why I brought up Cleveland was getting to this. So Cleveland's next opponent is the New York Giants. And the Cleveland Giant game took the Dallas Cowboys San Francisco Forty Nine er game, which is supposed to be on Sunday night. So the Cowboys now play at noon against the Niners over to Jerry World, and then Cleveland and the Giants get that spotlight that the Cowboys are supposed to have with uh, with the Forty Nine ers.
3: And 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 I know I know we said that that uh, you know the coaches and the players are messing with Jerry's money, but realistically. You know, the 49ers aren't really doing much and the Cowboys aren't doing much. So I think it's, the onus is on both of these teams. And, and New York and Cleveland are both fighting for playoff spots. So I I, I I think it's a fair a fair thing. But usually, you know, the Cowboys have something to fight for. And I think everybody's just giving up on, on the 49ers and the Cowboys. So yeah, this is, nobody this wants to really happened. watch
1: it. But, but this has never happened, Danny. I mean, even when the Cowboys had... Questionable playoff hopes. Um, they found a way to get them on. And I go back to uh, maybe it's about three years ago. It was a game in Oakland, and and the Cowboys were you know they were struggling trying to make it. The Ravens were struggling trying to make it. And I ended up calling one of my PR buddies over at NBC Sports. I said, "What do you think?" And he said, <laughs> "If there's any mathematical way." that these two teams are there. We're going to try and get it in. And, and of course, they were. And it ended up being a very good game. that came down to the end, and then uh, Derek Carr tried to run for the end zone. He, he, he dies for the pylon and fumbles the ball out of bounds. I think Jeff Heath ended up hitting him, and the Cowboys ended up winning the game. But they've always found a way until Mike McCarthy showed up, the, and that ended. That's over. So uh, this no is, Sunday night football. Well, and and this it's is, a noon this, game now, man. This is why
3: this is why Dak Prescott is worth forty million. Because I can almost guarantee you that if he was the starting quarterback for this game, they wouldn't have got flexed out of uh, flexed out of the primetime game.
2: Yeah, I doubt yeah. they so, would, they would be in this position if he was a starting quarterback. <laughs> they might be in playoff position right now. So yeah, they definitely wouldn't have got flexed out of this one. <laughs> Hater man. Yes,
1: Dak Prescott. That, <laughs> that 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 made up for a whole lot. We're seeing that. So um, let's lead this into Mike McCarthy, gentlemen. Uh, every Tuesday at eight thirty on 105.3 the fan Jerry Jones does his radio show, and Jerry was asked about Mike McCarthy coming back next year. Um, and it all started with a report over the weekend from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network that he said, hey, uh, his sources with the Cowboys are telling him that Mike McCarthy's coming back. Then Stephen Jones was asked about it yesterday on the fan. It seems like, of course, Mike McCarthy's coming back. So today, it was Jerry's turn to be asked the question, and here's what he had to say to Sean and RJ.
0: Not one time, not one time have I been in any discussion, had any dream been sitting by myself, have I give a, given a thought to anything but Mike McCarty being our coach next year and being our coach in the future? How in the hell something like that could get going with a conversation with Stephen or anybody else about whether McCarthy's going to be the coach or not is uh, ridiculous. Now, uh, just think about it. Uh, we've just made the move to uh, start down the road with our coach, and We all understand that uh, uh, continuity, uh, uh, really uh, uh, sticking with uh, a plan and having a long-term plan to uh, uh, put your team together uh, around a particular coach and his style and his uh, ability to uh, uh, just uh, put put a winning team on the field. He won't do it the same way he did it in Green Bay. I'm talking Mike McCarthy. But the facts are, Does he have the background? Does he have the experience? Does he have the skill set? Does he have the ability to motivate? Does he have the knowledge? Uh, The answer is yes, and that's why we hired him. But we sure didn't hire him to sit here and have a rough year right out the door. Uh, uh, Some of your uh, greatest uh, jobs that have been done coaching for the Dallas Cowboys have had a very – Um, unimpressive start, whether it be Coach Landry, whether it be uh, Jimmy Johnson, or or even Bill. uh, Those those starts have uh, not been something that had Super Bowl written all over them, but uh, still uh, they evolved into being a part of some great teams. Uh, uh, The the jobs that uh, you do, uh, you've got to handicap and Got to look into why what's happening to you, why it's happening to you, and unless you all of a sudden have somebody that has just totally different person than they were when they were having their success, their backgrounds can make a lot of difference here. And uh, I've been known to stick with these guys for uh, in early troubled times on coaching. You know, Jerry, you mentioned and never, I even... don't understand, frankly, just so how ridiculous this conversation is in <laughs> terms of it actually having any meat on the bone. Is uh, I've I've never even I don't think I've even dreamed the thought of might not being the coach.
1: All right, that's the Hall of Famer Jerry Jones. His take this morning about. Uh, Mike McCarthy and and Jerry was wrong on one thing. Bill Parcells went ten and six with Quincy Carter's quarterback in the playoffs. His first year here with the Cowboys. So uh, Bill Parcells started off with the gangbusters. I remembered that and covered those teams. So uh, it's ridiculous he says about Mike McCarthy not being back. McCray, your your take on what you just heard.
3: Uh, I mean, his, his reasoning ma- makes sense, but I don't think it's ridiculous for anybody to to for it to be in their mind just based off what we've been seeing on the field. Some of the things you're hearing, with you know, we got anonymous, you know, coming out. We got players not playing hard on defense, and him having to talk about hustling and finishing to the ball. All these things, you know, they they lead up to the head man. So when you hear stuff like this and you see the play that's been on the field, I think it's reasonable to question should he come back. But knowing Jerry, we know that he's going to have McCarthy's back and, uh, you know, and, and stick with him and see, see how this thing plays out for the next few years.
2: Yeah, for me, I think it like McCray said, it's fair to question just because the expectations we had coming into this season, we thought yeah, it was going to be playoffs. It was going to be a playoff year. But it didn't happen that way. So people are going to question the rumblings are going to get out there. But I agree with Jerry. I mean, you got to give them at least one more year. There's too many variables. There's too many things going on this season that kind of hampered uh, his first his go around season with the Cowboys. I mean, like we mentioned yesterday, there's no off season, mini camps, training camps, preseason, all that. And we're putting into a new, a new system into account and with all that the injuries we still got to talk about the injuries that happened to on both sides of the ball so for me i gotta give him at least one more go around one more go around hopefully everybody can stay healthy he'll have a full offseason under his belt so he'll get to implement his philosophy on what he wants the players to do and what he thinks is acceptable and what he thinks is not acceptable and hopefully he can get this team back to where they need to go i think what this team needs is just accountability and hopefully during the offseason he can and instrue that onto his team that hey look man we're only as good as our week Gets so we got to keep everybody accountable, and hopefully he's able to put that onto his team with a full offseason. I say you got to give him one more go around, but somebody, somebody got to fall on the sword. I don't know if it's if it's Mike Nolan, I don't know if it's Kellen Moore I don't know if it's um the, the special teams coordinator, whoever it is, somebody got to fall on the sword because I guarantee you fans will not be happy if this full coaching staff as a whole unit comes back next year for another go around.
3: I, I right, still want to know so what, what the what the system is. What, what, oh, go ahead, no, my bad. No, no, no. Go ahead, Danny. No, I, I want to know what what is the new system that we have to input, especially offensively. Kellen Moore is still the offensive coordinator. All right. We did everything, everything the same except give Zeke the ball. All right. And on defense, yeah, I understand that. We put in a 3-4 versus a 4-3. Special teams is special teams. The only thing that we doing wrong with special teams is running fakes and getting caught doing it. All right, defense to me is, is 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 the big question mark. But offensively, I don't understand. You know, us not having off season, a new scheme, and all this. I mean, CD Lamb's new. Uh, Amari Cooper's been here, Gallup's been here, Dak has been here, Zeke has been here. There's a lot of guys who are running some of the same stuff that they seen last year, and and we we still started off the season struggling in the first half, and now we're struggling, you know, with our with our second string quarterback as well to put up points on the board.
2: But what I think so, is what what what. what you know, has hurt us most this season. It's been the defense. The defense has hampered us the most part of this se- this season. And that's the only new system that was brought into this year. Was the, was that defensive system with Mike Nolan? Because you said Kellen Moore's coming back and he had the same terminology or implemented the same offensive strategy as we did last year. So to me, it, it was all on the defense and we see what happened here. So I think next year, if he can get a full offseason with a full defense under his, under his regime, I think they'll play a little bit better.
3: Wait, with oh, Mike yeah. Nolan?
2: No, 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 no. Not with Big Mike. Nah, nah. Like I said, <laughs> somebody gotta go so, in, and I, I think it's gonna be Big Mike. Uh,
3: right. So they're gonna put so, in they, they gonna put in a new defense with a you know a whole other scheme. they're gonna go through the same thing again, and then they're gonna have to get a defense but, but a whole, whole
2: year. I'm just uh, hopefully they have an offseason. That's all I'm saying. Hopefully they have got an offseason to put you. that defense in.
1: Let's take a break. Jerry Jones handing out a pardon to Mike McCarthy. He handed out another part A part. Pardon. Pardon. And I That's will tell funny, you, And got it. And we'll, we'll go funny. ahead and and the stay of execution, <laughs> it seems like for this coach. Let's talk about it. on the play sounds right here. Brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com Radio.
4: Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at-home pickup and delivery,
1: Just like all of you, we at SeatGeek can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on Seakeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the Seakeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Seeky.
0: to
1: the Players' Lounge. Hey, AT&T continues to innovate new ways to connect Cowboys Nation with new and exciting game day experiences, including Starview, presented by AT&T 5G, available in-stadium and for home use. Download the Cowboys mobile app and look for Starview under the stadium tab. You are in the Players' Lounge. to you by Hotels.com. We are in our SWBC virtual uh, home studios, SWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios. I'm Louis Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by former Dallas Cowboys players Barry Church and Danny McCray. So, Jerry Jones, with his weekly visit on 1053 The Fan with Sean and RJ, he was asked about what he likes about Mike McCarthy as he came out and said it's ridiculous to even think about Mike McCarthy not being the head coach for the Cowboys next year. Here's Jim.
0: Oh, I like the way that he's uh, uh, basically handled. Uh uh, the situation with COVID. Uh, I, like his, uh, I like his interaction with players. Uh, I, I like his uh, uh, football intelligence or the way he goes about uh, his uh, philosophy. Uh, I like all of that. I like his uh, risk-taking. Uh, you, you're not going to see it manifest itself the same way every time, but uh, all of those kinds of things are uh, uh, every bit what I could have hoped for when we hired him as coach. But uh, more importantly, he's uh, done this in this first rodeo. He's done it. Uh, I think that is important. Yes, I've gone with guys that haven't done it before uh, relative to this level. Uh, But uh, he's done it. He's got a great background. He's got a great – he's been exposed to a lot of good coaches. And uh, this day and time, uh, philosophically, I like his philosophy – he knows you can't go too far on one side of the ball or the other. Uh, you'll wear the other side out, or you'll you'll you will be flawed on one side. If you uh, if uh, you, you just gotta uh, kind of have it down the middle. They have to, that word is a big word when you say complement each other. The defense, the offense, the special teams. Uh, I like what we're trying to do on special teams. I love our special teams coach.
1: Boom! There you go, Jerry Jones parting. He parting bones fossil. Okay, how about that? How about that, McCray? How about that? Huh? How about that?
3: Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Um, you know, I, you know. It, it, like I said, I, I was telling the church on the break. It sounds like the whole gang is coming back, man. I, I I think that everybody is getting a free pass this year. Um, I, I've watched the special teams play and I've watched some of the, you know, the crazy calls that we've made. I think they, they are covering well, their coverage teams are, are playing well. Uh, we've seen Tony Pollard, you know, he had two big returns over the last couple of weeks. Um, other than that, uh, we haven't really seen much out of the return game. And these fake punts and, and, and getting, caught, you know, getting caught off guard with fakes getting running against us and getting lucky with them having illegal formations and, and false starts. That, that's the only things that saved us from being a horrible, uh, prepared special team. So, I mean, I, I don't see it, but I'm sure he loves what, uh, what our special team coach has done in the past just as much as he's loved what Mike McCarthy has done in the past. We just need to see the past come to the future. <laughs>
2: Man, look, I, I'm confused by that whole spiel. My boy just went on right there. My boy Jerry just went on. Because look, let me tell you something. Let's first let's break down the first part. He was talking about how he loved the risk risk taking of Big Mike and Mike McCarthy. Now, look, man, there, I don't I don't want to <laughs> look. There's a difference between risk taking and just not smart calls. Let's go back to that fourth and ten where we have decided to run a double reverse fake with a pass by a wide receiver now would you guys call that risk taking or would you just call that a not smart decision i'm thinking that we're just as a total gonna there's just a bad decision like a risk taking is is fourth and two let me let me give it to zeke in the back and let me see if he can pound a couple yards out not smart decision is fourth and inches, and we decided to throw a hitch to C.D. Lamb. I mean, it's just just things like that, these head-scratching moments with Mark, Mike McCarthy. is I don't, I don't call them risk-taking. I just call them not smart decisions because I don't want to call them dumb decisions. Now we go over to the special teams coach. I, he says he's likes what he's do, what he's seeing in our special teams. Was he there when when left? Missed three of those field goals to the left. <laughs> I
3: mean,
2: I, 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 I'm just not understanding what's going on right here. I mean, we 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 can go back to the beginning of the season when TP Tony Parler was bringing balls out eight yards deep into the end zone, getting to the 10 yard line. I mean, that cost us so much field position. I just haven't seen that much improvement from our special teams unit to go out there and say, yes, we like what we're seeing. Yes, had they performed a little bit better, then they did in the beginning of the season? Yes, but that's not to be confused with worth anything. I mean, let, let's be real about this. Overall, our three phases of the game have not been good at all. And so to me, I that whole statement, that whole
3: um, spiel my guy went on, it, it's just confusing to me overall, and it's a head-scratcher. Yeah, listen, go, going into the Mike McCarthy thing, I think, I, I think it should be noted that these two things are different. Speaking about risk-taking and then bad decisions okay it's fine like you said if you want to go for it on fourth and one you want to go for it on fourth and ten that's called taking a risk all right you took it and you're going for it now what you do after you decide to take the risk that's what makes it a bad decision all right so yes fourth <laughs> and one throwing to cd lamb horrible decision fourth and ten on your own territory going double reverse pass with your punt team Horrible decision. These are bad decisions. It's cool. I I understand, Jerry. You want to take some more risk. Probably go for two. Go for going fourth down. But when you have guys that are making the bad decisions with the risk that they are taking, just it, it doesn't add up. These two things are different, Jerry. And uh, you know they haven't played out for us well all season.
1: <laughs> all right, gentlemen. I hear what you're saying, but the grand poobah has spoken. He loves, okay? He said he likes what's going on with special teams and loves the coach. So Bones Fossil's coming back. So if mm-hmm. Bones Fossil comes back, here's something that needs to happen with Mike McCarthy, the head coach. And Danny, you'll understand this very well because, I mean, uh, Barry, you'll understand this very well because you have young kids. Danny, you'll get to this point as your daughter grows up. It's one of those things where you want your kids to be creative and you give them a little latitude, but you don't trust them. You just don't trust (laughs) You, You know You let him do some things But you watch it you peeking around the corner or you tell him, you know, go ahead, draw right here, right here on the table in front of me. You know, you just don't trust him. And that's what Mike McCarthy has to do. He has to treat, you know, Bones Fossil like one of his kids. Hey, man, you better watch him, you know, you better make sure you got eyes on him because you can't trust him. Because all of a sudden, if you let him go up in the room, all of a sudden you're going to see candy wrappers on the floor or Halloween, you know, in the closet. You know, That's what Bones Fossil is doing, man. He's out here getting eating all the Milky Ways and Snickers from, and, and you got to go stop him because he... He can't help himself. He gonna call a fake punk. So you gotta be that parent that's on him if he comes back. So, and they said, Danny, you're gonna be there one day. But Barry and I know exactly how this, man. Don't trust these kids, man don't trust him. you right <laughs> you right about that Louie. I mean you, you gotta keep an eye on them.
2: like you said man I'll tell my son like yeah you can go ahead and get your get your water out the fridge man I'll be right back I'll come back this man got a whole Gatorade in his hand I'm like hold on man I just told you to grab a water you went in there grab the Gatorade man so <laughs> it's all about this man you give an inch they take a mile and my boy <laughs> special teams coordinator he's been doing it because I'm sure Mike McCarthy's been telling him hey look man this is your deal you, you get us in the best situation possible and he said hey Hey, all, right, all right. I'll get us in the best situation. Fourth and 10. Y'all need a first. I got y'all. Double reverse fake pass. We got this. No, that's not going to happen that listen, way. I,
3: Mike, I, you got to keep your kids in check, man. Listen, before we get into the last segment, I, I, I need to pose a question to both of y'all because I keep hearing it and I, and I, I, like I want somebody to define it or tell me what they think it is. When, when we talk about Mike McCarthy's philosophy, Jerry went on and he talked about it for a while and I really didn't get it, you know, anything that was different from any other coach that that, that would have took an interview or said anything about football. All three phases of the game need to complement each other. Offense can't outdo the defense. The defense can't do, outdo the offense. And then special teams has to show up. I think that's, like, that's the basic lingo of every, every person that is a head coach or trying to be a head coach. So I'm trying to figure out what Mike McCarthy's philosophy is, like I said, because I continue to say that Kellen Moore is running the offense and uh, Fossil is running the special teams, and then Nolan is running the defense. So I'm trying to figure out where Mike McCarthy's handprints are on, on, on the game when we see it on Sunday.
2: And I, I, think, I, think, I think that's what we need to get a, get a hold of. We don't have an identity as a team, and it's been like that since week one. I mean, we thought coming into this season, Mike even said it, yeah, Zeke's going to be a huge part of this offense. He's going to be that bell cow. We've yet to see that. We thought, you know, all right, well, we're going to transition into Dax arm leading us through this season. We haven't been able to do that because he's been injured. So, and this defense has been in shambles pretty much all season. So I, I don't know if he has a philosophy because at, at, at this point, this team just doesn't have an identity as a whole.
1: I go back to something that, that I learned a while back, and I, and I use this all the time in talking about things. There's idealism and realism. Idealism meaning life the way you'd like it to be. And then there's realism life the way it really is. Mike McCarthy came out and talked to us a whole lot about idealistic things. Oh, yeah, we're going to make sure that Zeke is a big part of the offense. And he says, hey, you know, it's it's about players, not scheme. He, he says these things idealistically. That's what he wants. But the reality is, 21 is not getting the ball the way top running backs are getting the ball and getting the touches. Um, that Mike Nolan defense, that they that was about scheme. It's not about the players. I mean, and, and uh, clearly that's been bad. So that's where I kind of come back to. You, you said things that idealistically you wanted to do, but realistically you haven't done. It. And ultimately, as we heard from Jerry Jones today and Steven Jones on Monday, they're giving him a pass for the entire season. There's some things they don't like, but overall they're saying he needs a mulligan, he needs a do-over, and Barry, you spoke about, hey, you know, he deserves a full offseason. Who knows what the offseason is like? We're still not out of this COVID. Okay, we're Very almost true. to January, so we don't know if they'll have OTAs. We don't. You know, we don't know. I mean, there's just so much we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was talking to somebody the other day about spring training. Like, they don't even know what spring training is. And spring in spring training, you know, basically mid February. Here it he is, the end of December. Nobody even knows what Major League Baseball is getting ready to do. I mean, we haven't even got a, a start date for the National mm-hmm. Hockey League, so I'm not sure what Will they'll be able to do and implement.
3: With that, and and then you see that Roger Goodell said that the NFL will not be trying to get priority on vaccines. So, whenever they do come out, the NFL will not be the the organization that's saying, hey, we need to jump to the front of the line so we can have OTAs and minicamp. So, this thing could draw for a long long time and we could still have uh, teams that don't have a full offseason and and don't have a a regular training camp going into next season.
1: Very true. And, And hey, look, this is what Roger Goodell's telling you here in December. You know what happens when Roger Goodell, who works for the owners, and starts having some meetings in February and March. You know, and people start talking about the money. So you know, it's, it's easy to say it now, Rod. It's easy to say it now. See, you yeah, got three weeks left. You know, you know. But let, let's see what starts happening when, when it starts getting toward you know the league year and people start talking about trying to get that cash for next year. And uh, you know, no more debt. In- they, they want stadiums full. So let we'll see. We'll see. Are they um,
3: forcing these dudes think- to take the vaccine is what I want to know. <laughs> that's,
2: a, that's a that's a
1: slippery it sounds slope, good. man. That's a slippery it slope. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very good question. Hey, um, when we come back with the playoffs, basically almost out of reach. Which players do we want to see more of in these final three football games. We'll dive dive into that next right here on the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep, steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys, and your favorite football team.
4: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com.
5: The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and 5 championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation.
4: Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide cleaners at-home pickup and delivery,
1: Hey, don't miss the virtual Christmas extravaganza presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb. The most electrifying holiday show of the season can be watched on Dallas Cowboys Facebook and Twitter on December 24th at 6 p.m. And then again um, on uh, Central Time, I should say, uh, Central Time On Demand. So uh, it's all... December 24th That's Christmas Eve DallasCowboys.com Slash Christmas um, If it's anything Like the shows That I've seen up there At Frisco It's going to be fantastic Because uh, that was A heck of a show That I got to go see That lit up the Christmas tree The Rhythm and Blues Dancers came out there Man, It was a lot of fun And um, it, was, it was A heck of a job So it was good stuff And they had the Cowboy cheerleaders Out there So definitely Check that out You're in the Players Lounge Brought to you by Hotels.com I'm Newy Scruggs Let's bring back Former Cowboys football players Danny McCray Barry Church And gentlemen um, this starts to become about young guys. And Jerry Jones says, hey, look, because of injuries, we are putting playing a bunch of young guys. But who do you think that hasn't been playing needs to be playing more that you want to see of in these final three football games with pretty much the Cowboys not going to win the NFC East? Go ahead, D-Mac.
3: Yeah, listen, I, I was going to get up on the church because I, I really I really don't have many. I mean, my, my man Diggs is hurt. I, I would love to see him be able to come back. We got Neville Gallimore, who I'd like to see get some more PT because Nui wants so, so bad to, to draft the D lineman in the, in the first round with the, with the fifth pick. So hopefully this dude can show up and change Nui's mind. But honestly, I'm looking at it from this perspective. It's, it's a high likelihood that we do not have a regular offseason. Is a high likelihood that going into training camp, it will be one of those ease into it. And then possibly uh, the older guys will be playing that last preseason game and going straight into the season. So I want to see the older guys that are out there that you plan to still have on the roster next year treat this like training camp i want you to go out there and i want you to try to get all this stuff fixed so you can go out on a good note going into next year going into the whatever offseason we may have so you don't have these same issues that you had this season so i want to see those two young guys play but i still want to see Jalen smith lve i want to see them work start getting uh zeke some work i want to see them work on some stuff so so we can have some confidence going into next season because we don't know when we'll see these guys back back at practice uh all together again
2: Look for me I wanna see two two guys that haven't got an opportunity all year and I, I just don't understand why. And my two are Bradley and I and Reggie Robinson. Now look, Reggie Robinson was a corner we drafted in the fourth round. I think we transitioned him to safety. And I don't know why this guy has not getting gotten any play time especially with the depth we've lost in the secondary you would think they would decide to throw him in there i mean look he dressed uh, last week in cincinnati and even with all the injuries that we had in the secondary against cincinnati i think he had maybe one snap he was thrown in there for maybe one or two snaps he's just not getting any of the play time and i just don't understand why because we're not you know able to go see practice and see what the players are out there doing so i don't know if it's a lack of understanding the defense his technique or whatever it may be well, you but know the guy why has not <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has not you been able what. to sniff the field. All right? He has not been able to sniff the field. And Bradley and I, the same thing. I want to see what he got at the defensive end, especially if we're not going to bring back Alden Smith next year in free agency. I want to see what we got on the outside as far as rushing. We know what we got from DeMarcus Lawrence. We know what we can get from Randy Gregory. i like to see what we can get from him. And, you know, I'll throw an honorable mention. But I don't think he's going to play. And I, you know, and I can't, as much as I would love to see Double G out there playing these last couple games, he can get that backup role next year. As much as I would love to see that, as much as I would love to see it, I can't do that to the red pistol, man. I mean, look, this guy, he's came in, he's battled, and I'm (laughs) <laughs> but look I don't you know I can't do that to red him rifle, the guy man. has come in here the guy's come in here and he's been you know he's he's been a stalwart in there and he's tried his hardest and he's probably looking to get a deal somewhere else next year and if we wipe out the rest of the season that would be an injustice to him so I got to put the red the red rifle back in there to shoot his little pure puron pure on guns the last couple of games of the season but maybe maybe double no. be
3: back next year Hold on, no. Let, let me say something to Church real quick. Church, act like he don't know why Reggie Robinson isn't getting on the field. All right, if you got, if you are on a sh- uh, on a sinking ship, right? Imagine this: you on a ship that's sinking, and then you see a lifeboat pull up, and you won't even hop on it. That means you don't trust that lifeboat. You rather just sink with the ship that you own. <laughs> that must be what they are seeing in practice, and what they've seen from this dude. You know, throughout the whole season for them to be like, hey, we got all these injuries. And we still ain't giving this dude no play time because we ab- absolutely do not trust him. And this is on a bad defense. If you don't trust him over mm. some of the stuff that we've seen already with guys getting released <laughs> for, for not being able to play cover three and cover one, and he still can't get no PT because they said he probably is going to look worse than them, we, ab- we know absolutely why he hasn't gotten it. He's not ready. Not saying he's a bad he player. he just... Should he should he pack his bags, great? Is that what you' saying, man? He should go ahead and no, pack his bags. No, no, no. Listen, Church. You you know. So you was you remember we had Jakar Hamilton. He wasn't ready. He was an athlete, and if he got the right coaching yeah. around him and he had the time to really get developed, then I think he would have been one of those top players. Look at Terrence Mitchell. We we thought Terrence Mitchell uh, is a guy who I played with, and he he. You know, he was shaky, and we thought that he wasn't going to make it. He's still out there playing in, uh, in Cleveland, starting at cornerback. He's been starting for the last two or three years, I believe. So if you get the right coaches around some of these guys, I think they'll be all right. But obviously, Reggie Robinson isn't ready. So, Church, I don't want to see him go out there and get his confidence messed up for the rest of the season. Hey, man, coming from McCray,
2: man, talking about he better hope hope the boys sign a six-month lease, man. That's all he's saying, man.
3: No. If they put him out there. If they put him out there, he better sign a six-month lease.
1: <laughs> McCray, what you're saying is the absolute truth because Stephen Jones was asked that question, and, and he said the same thing. You know what? Um, some guys, it takes them a little bit longer. They're coming out of Tulsa, they still like the player, but he's, he's growing. He's still growing. So that was the kind word Stephen Jones uh, had to say about, about Robinson. So that's why he hasn't played, 100%. He, he's not ready.
2: Is, and they, they're, is they're Robinson on the, the team roster team next team. year? Yes. Is Robinson on the roster next year? Yeah. Yes,
1: he's on the roster. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll I mean, tell like, you what, they, man. They, y'all boy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, first off, you got to remember now, if they go and sign Dak Prescott like they say they are, that's going to be a mega deal. They don't have a whole lot of money. So you're going to be a team that's in need of draft picks, and you're going to have to develop players. So – I see him being on the football team because he's also going to be cheap. So, so that's a part. Of it. Um, I'm not yeah, so sure true. Dak's coming back. Um, <laughs> I think Dak. Will be I think Dak. Will be I don't
3: good. know. I, mean, I don't know. So you changed your mind Jerry. on this too, Church?
1: What you
2: saying? I, I, I told y'all what the solution was. If we went into the draft, was able to get one of them
3: QBs, I told y'all what the solution was. Easy <sighs> I, fix. I'm going. <laughs> easy I'm going fix. back to the beginning. I'm going back to the beginning of the season when church said there's no way that Dak prescott is not on this team next season right you you said you hey. called us crazy and now man, happen. we ain't <laughs> nobody thought ain't, we were
2: going to be in this situation nobody thought we was going to have a, a chance to get a top it ain't pack. even a whole man, season now it is here <laughs> and i'm telling you the easiest solution hey as much as it would hurt the whole dallas the whole dallas community as fan base all that stuff We got to let the man ride. Use that money on defense. I'm telling you, it's the easy solution. It's the same thing we did in in 2016, basically. Except Romo got hurt. Church,
1: Church, this is the issue. The ownership does not feel the same way. They want him here. Jerry's, what, 78 years old? He's not trying to start over with an unproven rookie. They're not going to do it. So the whole thought about I mean, here, here's what you should be hoping for. that I'll say more realistic. You're, you got your idealistic thing about taking a quarterback. But realistically, what you should hope for is that the Cowboys can at least get a top five pick, maybe even get to number four and be able to trade it because somebody else wants to go get a quarterback within the in those spots. Because we know Lawrence is going number one. They talk about that BYU kid, maybe the second one, and Fields being the third. And there's enough. We've already gone over this. There's enough quarterbacks in this le- teams in this league that need some franchise quarterbacks. So if you're sitting there four or five, be able to trade down, take yourself a defensive back, take yourself a defensive lineman, and move on. That's going to be more realistic about what we see in my opinion. You, but, those, but those are unproven
2: players trying to go to a defense that's in shambles. They're I mean, all if, you, you, if you get these, but then you can, but what I'm saying is, you use that money, you use that money, and go get you some free agents on a the defense. There's a but there's a plethora of defensive guys out there. But I'm just saying, I understand that. I, I, I yeah I understand. That's, that's I know
1: you, th- I there know. are a, there's a section of people like you, Barry Church, that are out there that believe this, but they've told you and they they, they want him back and. In my opinion, I think he wants to be back. And and that's that's a yeah. big thing there too. I think he wants yeah. to be back. That he enjoys being the cowboy quarterback and all the endorsements, everything else that gets there, I think he wants <laughs> to be back. And and so they would be crazy. To,
3: uh, they would be absolutely crazy not to bring Dan Prescott back here as a Dallas Cowboys quarterback and go get <laughs> Justin Fields at the number five pick. I can see if you had number one possibly. And you, and you just saw something in Trevor Lawrence that you just really like, which I don't feel the same way. But I'm not, I'm not risking everything to go get Justin Fields. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, we've seen what Dak can do. We've seen what we look like with Dak. We've seen what we look like uh, without him. And life without Dak is painful. It hurts. It has Church backpedaling, getting off the Kool-Aid. It has Church doing stuff that I've never seen them do before. That's what life without Dak Prescott is. And you talk about moving on to Justin Fields? Nah, you only strike gold once. Remember what y'all did in 2016 and found Dak in the fourth round? It ain't happening again, even with a first rounder. So, so stick with what you got. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Dak. Is a, he's a hell of a
2: player, but, you, but you're only as good as your defense, man. I'm telling you. And if we go out so there and just, we bring <laughs> Dak back, this defense is going to be in shambles, and we'll be doing the same thing. Throwing empty calories. We'll have 5,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, and we'll be 9-7. and seven. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you.
3: I'm telling
5: you. Wait, somewhere.
3: hold on. New, New, who are your guys? Hold on. We, we didn't even give Newie a chance to... Who do you want to see play? My, before? You know, Because Newie don't like to answer the questions.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I, my my guy! I, I wrote down one guy here, and that was that was Tyler Biotish. and Joe Looney's been oh, playing. Oh yeah, uh, Biotish has, has gotten cleared here. Um, to me. The most important thing this young center can do is get some snaps because he's also going to be having to play with Dak Prescott. So here's a whole new battery that's got to get going and operating in the next year. So I want to get Tyler Biotis as much opportunity to play and, and get acclimated to the NFL as possible. So that, that's my guy I'd like to see, see more out of. I love Joe Looney. I love what Joe brings. But but going forward, I think that Tyler Biotis is going to be that guy and needs to get some snaps now that he's healthy.
2: Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think Beatrice is just as good as Joe Looney is right now as a rookie. And I think you got to go ahead and get him his snaps in going into next year, get his development going, and uh, hopefully he can be that Travis Frederick type center, that, uh, that Stallworth on the offensive line. And I think we need to see that now. Um, and, you know, no disrespect to Joe Looney, but, you know, it's, it's Beatrice's time.
1: Well, Beatrice is going to be here. Joe Looney's going to be a free agent. And so if the yep. future is right there, then, then get that guy some snaps. Also, and I don't believe we'll see – Zach Martin, the rest of the year. But if he's even eligible to come back, I would not want to play him because I want to keep seeing Connor McGovern. Because I think next year they need to have a real competition at that left guard spot between Connor Williams and Connor McGovern. And if it's up to me, I would think I'd start Connor McGovern at left guard. And I think about putting Connor Williams at tackle, being that swing tackle. Because if you decide that you're not going to draft a tackle at all, you need to address it. And these Cam Flemings and Cam Irving experiments have not gone well at all connor williams became an all-american player as a tackle at texas a lot of people think that he's not strong enough to play guard so maybe put him out at tackle but they've got to fix that and the best way to do it and economically do it in my opinion is to take connor williams and start putting him out there at tackle starting next year
3: i agree Or draft one Hey, 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 you want to <laughs> hey, 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 get the economics?
5: <laughs>
2: Here we go. After that offensive tackle,
3: you know, draft you a guy, man. Church? Take care, take care, take care of a Tyrus Smith's spot, man. And hey, like I said, it's not—it's the injuries. It's not him.
1: Church, get you, man. Get you, man. That's the end of the show, okay? I'm not oh, going to start man. to go down this Church on Justin Fields. I don't want to hear this. Man.
3: I'm done. Church on Justin Fields okay. over Dak Prescott. I don't I don't want to hear. Church's take is way more crazier than mine. I, and, and you and this defense tackle, I, I think it's, yes. Ju- yes, Real
2: Justin Fields over Dak Real Prescott quick, is CB.
1: crazy.
3: Oh. Real quick before we go, CB. The
2: best years Dallas Cowboys have had with Dak Prescott was when he was unproven and as a rookie. And he had a solid defense. So why don't we do that same formula? Get a guy that was good in college. He might come in here, provide some juice for us. And we take that money from Dak Prescott, put it towards the defense. Solid well, defense. of free agent's out there. Stop it. Churps. Defense wins championships. The, the, best, year, the best years that the best years Cowboys, Cowboys. The stadium the best years.
3: Bring back that practice. The best years y'all that the Cowboys the have defense. had. The best years the Cowboys have had were when they've been dependent on their offensive line to make the holes for Zeke and DeMarco Murray and protect Dak when he stepped back to throw in the pocket. Those are the best years. Defense has been okay. Offensive line has been their calling card when they've been good and they've been making those playoff runs. Mm,
1: I I would just love to know, Barry Church, The give, give me one Ohio State quarterback. Um, that's good that's been good in the league
2: <laughs> okay. oh that ain't fair man that ain't, that <laughs> I'm right. gonna let you go think of, but, I'm gonna let you go field, sleep on but field that, started okay? at Georgia though field started at Georgia then he transferred okay. to Ohio State so I'm oh, saying oh, man, he, he okay. might he might oh. break the mold he might break the mold we got
1: okay. okay have Dwayne a good day ha- oh, that was, that was Dwayne Haskins the last dude they put out of there uh, <laughs> for Chris Bean for Barry Church Daniel McCray Dewey Scruggs thank you for checking out the players and brought to you by Hotels.com right here on DallasCowboys.com radio <laughs>
3: Justin Fields, this dude over there. This
1: has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas
3: Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about this, Cowboys?